Howdy. What's going on, bro? Got QB Film Room here. Um, I think they should do a Bohemian Grove sacrifice and they should eat John Madden's body. No. Oh, no, bro. All the, all, anyone who's in the NFL who made it to the Hall of Fame, they get a chunk of flesh from his body that they get to eat. Bill Belichick gets dibs on vital organs, like if he wants a heart or if he wants a lung or a brain. But they dress up in KKK robes. They burn a big bonfire and they wheel him out like a fucking roasted pig and they eat John Madden. And the point of it would be because he has so many different football you know, intricacies, you know, in him that each person would, would have their, you know, ration, right? Is that it? Right. That's right. Because, because, you know, like they, like people like Ted Bundy, they used to like eat your, your, uh, your like pineal gland and stuff. And they believe that it like, they got the power of their victim. They got all their mortal power so maybe maybe the and since he's such a he was so popular on thanksgiving and he his voice everything he he was such a such a leader in the game right i read today pro football talk called him the most influential person in nfl history is this true you know yeah i mean on a more serious aspect you know about madden it's is it is true you know we're about the same age. I mean, that's the only voice we heard growing up. Him and Pat Summerall, but his legend status goes far beyond that. And most people, unless they're over the age of 55-ish, don't really know about the coach, John Madden. You know? Yeah, you know. So the yeah. Raider legacy in the 70s and all that stuff. He was a mastermind. Like, like his football intellect was off the charts. Right. You know, even as a coach, obviously. Yeah. It's so funny. I always laugh when I think about, um, you know, you could, I hate to say this, but you could really, you could put any great leader uh, and they could lead a Fortune 500 company. They could lead an NFL franchise, whatever it is, because they just know how to motivate people. And I know you know have to know the X's and O's and all that, but then then comes you hire the great coaches and you delegate or whatever. But the one thing I I remember hearing about John Madden and reading about him was that he was like the nicest, most kind, thoughtful coach that anyone had ever had. And I I know we live in this kind of league where coaches are abrasive and they yell at you and cuss at you. But supposedly he would say really, really kind of mature and thoughtful things to you that you you could get your behaviors corrected and your performance would improve. But he did it in a way where you didn't feel belittled and berated. Yeah. And it's kind of like yeah. that Bobby Bowden, that Dabo Sweeney. Like, you know, there's two coins to coaching. You have the rigid, like Belichick, like you motherfucker, you know, like that. And then you have this other family tree and coaching yeah. where they're very nurturing. Yeah. And, and I think another aspect of that was that there was so much talent on those, you know, on like all those Raiders teams that, right. the, you know, 
Madden's approach and how he went about it was was uh, the key to getting the most out of the talent because if he, you know, if he would have been the other way about it, like he said, so rigid and so just abrasive, right. it probably would not have worked that way. So. Well, the Raiders are a rock and roll franchise. I mean, he had Ken Stabler. Like that yeah. Ken Stabler has like five DUIs on his record, by the oh, way, yeah. which is insane. And then you know he smells like vodka in the huddle. They go out and play pool by the jukebox all night. Then you have Fred Blitnikoff, and and you have you just have all these like uh, infamous cast of characters that he he was a part of such a rich NFL history. Yeah. You know, he beats Minnesota and Bud Grant. I mean, he's dealing with uh, Al Davis of the Raiders, who's a, a huckster and, you know, like the evil empire of the NFL. There, he just had to manage so many convoluted variables. And then to do it successfully and have 100, he won almost 80% of his of his games. That's like the highest in NFL history. Did you know that? It's crazy. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, he he retired at the age of forty two. So he, yeah, he, he's he, not. He was not a. He no, was. He, some, he almost left early in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he which did. I think is kind of cool. I mean, you never see that. You know, they kind of leave a little juice on the table. No, but you know, like you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, like the TV personality, everybody knows that. Everybody knows the sayings. Everybody knows you know Madden video game, but. He was really like he played into the character of John Madden, which was right. great and it yeah. sold. But I think underneath all that was a guy who was extremely competitive and very football intelligent, too, obviously. Yeah, very, um, fr- very friendly, manipulative. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a and does he get a commission check off that? He has to get commission off that. Oh, man. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You think that it's a lot? Kids I mean, probably. isn't he worth a couple of hundred million now? Oh yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, easily. Yeah, and and he was afraid to fly on planes too. Like yeah, he, he had the fly. Madden cruiser. <laughs> he's traveling around the country. And yeah, like... so he had the Madden cruiser, and I, I guess like Dolly Parton was on it all the time. What? Have you heard this? No. I guess I don't know if he was smashing Dolly Parton in those big old double B uh, country titties oh, yeah. or what, but I guess she was on it all the time. Oh shit. Have you ever seen Dolly Parton's ranch on the way into Nashville, by the way? No, no. It's a big old ranch, fucking buffaloes and stuff everywhere. It's crazy. Oh shit. Actually, now that you mention it, I think I did actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't drive into Nashville without driving past it. Yeah, and there's a river. Uh, yeah, there and some nice rolling hills. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, John Madden. Yeah, rest in peace, John Madden. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I the only reason I brought up eating his carcass, his coaching carcass, <laughs> was that um somebody was saying that they need a permanent tribute to him, like the way they have like yeah. a Lombardi Trophy. Or you know the the uh, the hunt trophy when you win the the championship games things like that they said they I don't know what his permanent tribute would be so I thought maybe they could let all the Hall of Fame players eat his dead body in the Hall of Fame ceremonies in the preseason but 
that was just my opinion. What do you think they should do? I, yeah, I, you know, I, I'd say, uh, you know, some sort of trophy. Um, they may have to change one of the, one of the the, I, the championship games, maybe to the John Madden Trophy, maybe. I don't, I, I don't think there's enough awards in football. You get this, you get this really silly. MVP that they try to make the MVP feel like the Heisman Trophy, but it's it's just not at the level. Yeah. And in college, you have the Davy O'Brien, the Maxwell, yeah. the Blitnikoff, you have the Thorpe, you have all these awards. They need to maybe expand their awards a little bit in the NFL. You know, if like yeah. if you don't win the MVP, like maybe there was a quarterback who's whose team sucked, but he just went off himself. Yeah. You know, maybe he deserves the Maxwell. You know, I don't know what that would be. Maybe it's the Madden. You know, I, I don't know what it is, but it has to be more in the community service award. They have to give it to – it has to be something, right? Maybe it's a team award too. You know, like yeah. you know, what team embodies John Madden? Fucking right now it might be the Dolphins. Yeah. Eight in a row. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What do you think about the Dolphins? I watched them play the other night with Tua, yeah. and I was just I, – I, I, I can't – I don't understand what they're doing with Tua Tungavaiola. Is he good or is he not good? Can he play or can he not play? Are you going to take the fucking harness yeah. off him and the leash off him and let him throw the ball down the field, or is everything going to be a fucking – we need you to just keep it in third and four. Yeah. Something. Don't fuck it. Cause I think it's hurting his feelings to be honest with you. I think, I think the look in his yeah. eye is like Brian Flores. Can you let me throw the fucking football? No. Yeah. That's a great point. Now, like you said though, they have won eight straight, right? So yeah. He's but they're, doing they're, things they're playing right. a dangerous kind of football. Exactly. Okay? Cause only and, the Patriots get away with this. Nine and seven bullshit. Run the ball, defense, special teams. Frank Beamer, fucking yeah. block a punt. Virginia Tech ball. Like the Patriots can do that, right? And so, like other yeah. teams try to do it, but then they're gonna run into a fucking buzzsaw called the Bills or the or the or the Chiefs or somebody in the playoffs, and it's gonna come time to score points, and it's like Tua has to have that muscle memory that he can complete fucking 30 passes a game. Yeah, and to a large extent, he's been improving at that. Okay, he has. He's, you know, he's had some games where he's gone over 300, etc. I know. Issues with the decision-making, and I think it's the Brian Flores model of I trust my defense. This is my makeup in terms of a coach and my, like, ideology. Right. So they're riding that line – like you said about, well, we can win this way, but these next two games, uh, I'm not exactly sure who they play, but they're tough games. So it's like, there will be times where he's forced to make throws. Like you said, (laughs) down the field shots, you know, into tight windows. And it's like, but I I think he can do it. I just see his face sometimes and his face in my quarterback experience perspective when i look at to his yeah. face he has a look on his face like when are you gonna let me sling the fucking rock like i'm ready to be grow up and be a big boy like why mm-hmm. does why does why does herbert get to throw all these fucked up like like justin herbert literally is just like dropping back 
and mm-hmm. throwing these like pat the receivers are just open because they're so fucking far down the field that they're just like nobody can get, is going to run that far and then he can throw it that well, far yeah and so you get Tua and and I don't know what it is it's already weird that he's left-handed they usually are exactly. not successful so he's got that going against them. But part of me is sees him thinking like, man, when I was at Alabama, Saban let me throw the ball. And they're yeah, not no, letting yeah. me throw the ball. It's true, but you bring up a very interesting point about the downfield throws. And if you're raised like he was raised to it, you know, everything is timing based. One, two, right. three, four, five balls out. That's like in you have lived, you know, each of these worlds when you were at the West right. Coast offense when they're like, no, you, you know, it fucking has to be out, et cetera. Right. But the trick is to wait the extra beat in the pocket and not get scared, right? right. So you're just calm, but you also have to have the arm strength to throw 45 yards on a line down the you know, well- sideline. Well, you're talking so about like, the different quarterback philosophy. So, like, yeah. Steve Young's going to tell you it's a ballet and it's one, two, three throw and the throw yeah. blind. You know, he's running a slant. Just throw it even if you can't right. see him. That was one of the hardest things I ever had to learn is Dana Bible at NC State. He kind of liked Mike Martz a lot. And so he would say to me, like, take a f- – like, why are you reading defenses? And I'm like, because that's – what are you talking about? And he would be like, nobody reads defenses. You drop back and you just mm-hmm. see open areas of grass. And even if nobody's there, the reason that grass is so open is because somebody's supposed to be there. So just throw it there. Oh. And then hopefully somebody is there. No and shit. Yeah. And you're, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so he's take a seven step drop. And if you see a wide open gap, if no one is there, it does not matter throw it as hard as you can to that gap and somebody should be running into that area to catch it and so you have to have this really weird like sense of like trust and belief yeah and it and you're just like it it, it really blows your mind the first like 30 times you do it like you have no idea what's going on yeah and but you also have to have the you know enough arm to make the throw Right. That's the thing. Because, you know, even the, you know, 18 to 20, like the 18 to 22 yard, you know, deep in route. Right. Yeah. The Kurt Warner special. Like there's still linebackers there. So it's like up and down. You have the linebackers down. Hold your chin in the middle of the field, like long enough to hold him. Right. Then, you know. Well, I mean, like I said, it's a different philosophies. You have the Steve Young ballet, throw it blind, and then you have the Ben Roethlisberger, I'm a fucking tank. I'm going to stand in the fucking pocket, and I'm going to wait till one of – the Steelers traditionally have done such a great job of getting him wide receivers. So Big Ben has really had a great supporting cast his whole career. But he he plays that quarterback mantra that I think Herbert might be playing a little bit in some of these new young Josh Allen plays – where they're athletic enough to move around and they just wait for somebody to get 50 yards down the field. Oh, yeah. Did anybody anticipate how good Josh Allen was going to be? Well, when he was coming out of Wyoming, I watched his tape, right? And you could see 
the rare arm strength, obviously. But he was raw as fuck coming out of college. Like, bro, he he could not – he was not trusting shit. On the and field. he wasn't accurate. I mean, no, he couldn't hit he a fuck on the inside of a barn if he was in it, dude. <laughs> bro, there was this one throw that, that – he made against okay, so it was at Sam Boyd Stadium. It was at uh, like at UNLV, right? And he was like flushed out, right? You know, fucking on the run, seventy-five yards, like on a rope. I don't like. I don't know if it was caught, but it was just like, who the fuck can make that throw? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> what um, dude, he's 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 played well. He. I, the the big thing I'm I I want to challenge these young quarterbacks is is like so Josh Allen's playing well he's like he's kind of like this tight end like that can throw it's like he's like he's like if um he's like if Tebow ever actually had a cannon do you know what I mean Tebow yeah. has a cannon in real life but I'm talking like could actually throw the ball like fucking Jeff George but Ron too yes you know he's if Tebow had a cannon but also if Tebow was fucking coordinated like uh, right body. right yeah yeah and so I watched Josh Allen he's a lot of fun to watch and I know he just beat the Patriots and <clears throat> but he's gotta so now he has to go to the next level now he has to now he has to beat you know, I know he won a playoff game last year, beat Phillip Rivers or whatever, but yeah. now he has to go – he has to get to the playoffs, but then he has to go beat the Chiefs. Like, he has to go to the next level now, right? Yeah, I mean, he does. It's uh, but the it's, ve- it's very hard, bro. If it's you don't win hard. that Super Bowl in your first five years as a quarterback, and I know Brady's proved me wrong and a few others, but yeah. you usually don't – go i mean aaron Rodgers won that first super bowl like his first two and a half years starting somewhere in there and he hasn't been back since like that (laughs) like if you don't get in brett Favre, he won his first fucking super bowl in uh 96 you know four years into starting if you don't win it in those first kind of seven years it's hard to get back yeah it is and uh yeah you know, when they made the playoffs, and I believe it was two or three years ago, they were at Houston, and they yeah. lost that game in the last minute. Right. And then last year, they I mean, they probably should have beat the fucking Chiefs last year. Like, I mean, honestly. Right. But, they, yeah. you know, they sort of blew that one. So, it's like, yeah, I mean. We'll see. But he's, play, he's playing good. He's a gunslinger. I mean, I think he's yeah. ending up. He's ended whoever who drafted him that Billy Bean guy or who whoever drafted him to the fucking yeah. to the Bills they they hit the jackpot on that. I know who you're talking about, yeah. So that's good. And uh, I what do you what, so what's your take on this Zach Wilson? He's had a I almost won I or I've obviously gone in on Zach Wilson. I don't think he's that good. Blah blah blah. Well, yeah. And then he got and then he had the horrible start, and then he got injured, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, this is like Dwayne Haskins. This bad. is bad." But bro. but, but yeah. then like it was almost like him getting hurt, and then that whole Mike White fucking fiasco. People are like, "Oh, Mike White's the next Kurt Warner." I'm like, "What the fuck is? What is?" Yeah. Doing here, and then he comes out and blows it up, and then Flacco. Yeah. Now he's back, and Zach Wilson just beat Trevor Lawrence, and he's and he, he looked did, like he yeah. was playing competent. 
Yeah, I mean, he's been improving slowly. You know, obviously the start was horrible. I had high hopes for him coming out of the gate. Right. I thought with their offensive coordinator, they would just fucking be rolling from the jump. Obviously, Matt LaFleur's brother. Yeah. Yeah, but but he's been improving, but he still has deficiencies, you know, in his game. He's his feet, you can tell that yeah, he he was not coached well out in Provo in terms of you know, his, you know, his overall feet. One, two, three, four, five, stuff. pro. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, he, you know, like you said, he looks very jumpy back there. He's, I'm not 100% sold on his decision-making, um, smallish frames, you know, obviously still. Yeah. And a little bit, I think he's still a little bit overwhelmed with the speed of the game and with all the responsibilities, even though it seems like he's a sharp kid. Yeah, et cetera. But it's still, dude, like, I mean, you know, people don't understand. Like, it's it's difficult. Like, obviously, I haven't played in the NFL, but I mean, yeah, it's fucking hard, man. But but I'm you know, I'm not sold on if he's, you know, if he's going to be it. Like, but this is the thing. So I just went and saw the new Kurt Warner movie. And dude, I don't care. I don't even like Kurt Warner in real life, to be honest with you. But it was Christmas. I went and saw it. It's actually a decent movie. I mean, you'll fucking cry like a little bitch. So, I mean, I, I, I was trying not to fucking shed a tear, yeah. but it just pulls it out of you because it actually is a crazy story. And uh, but, but long story short, there's a quote in there where Mike Mark says to Kurt Warner when he's in camp, he says, why the fuck would I start you at quarterback of an $800 million franchise, an entire city and state of people looking to you to win the game, to provide morale for the city. City. He confidently answers, you know, I'm the guy and all this. But it makes me think about Zach Wilson. And I flew into New York City one time, and it looks like straight out of Batman, like Gotham City. It's fucking terrifying, dude. Vertical buildings. Fucking every diverse member of the community. Laundromats, subway fucking sandwich stations. It's dirty. It's like... And all of a sudden, you're the quarterback of Gotham City, and you're like, holy shit. You're on a conference call with the fucking Joker and Bane, and, you know, it's just this big fucking – and then you have COVID, and you can't go into restaurants, and you have all these things, and you're from Provo fucking Utah where there's just white people. (laughs) Exactly, and I saw the post that you made about fucking uh, Vinny Testaverde last night. Obviously, he was a longtime New York Jet. And he's probably one of the best Jets quarterbacks in recent memory. He brought him back against Jay Fiedler and the Dolphins down thirty-eight to three. Exactly, and he's an East Coast, or you know, you know, like East Coast Italian. You know, he's a fucking thoroughbred. Everybody can relate to him out there, right? Yeah, and then and then you bring this kid from Provo out here. Of course, he's going to be overwhelmed. Like, I mean, obviously, but it's like. Is a lot, yeah, yeah. And then Robert Salah, I mean, he's a likable guy, but he's not exactly like I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping the best for him, but I think he's a little overwhelmed himself, you know. I think he is, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely is. But he's still at the end of the day. I mean, the Jets can say, motherfucker, our guy beat Trevor Lawrence. And just a segue to Trevor Lawrence, it's like, dude, I. I dude, you know what? Lately, I've been taking a break from throw god content because I, I'm okay. really just 
it, when I first started Throw God, it was about the throws and and mm-hmm. me throwing mm-hmm. these great passes and and, yeah. and showing everyone the I can really throw the ball and all this. And then it translated into this crazy green screen, like, and I know how to say funny ass shit and get people riled up or whatever. But lately, I'm just like, okay, I got, I'm figuring out the next phase, etc. But I, I've, I've pretty much molly whopped Trevor Lawrence from the start because I could just, you could just see his face. Oh yeah, that he's just this, this guy who just is aloof. You called it out draft night too when they had the video on him, you know, yeah, sitting around the you know you know couch with his family, and when Urban called him, he was just like zero emotion, just a flat effect, as psychologists say. And um, and I'm like, like, is, is he staring into space, bro? He's not playing any better than when they drafted Blaine Gabbert. I'd argue that he's actually worse. Honestly, he might be worse. <laughs> And he looks like him. I mean, he I literally know. looks like him, like yeah, in the does. pocket and everything. Like when he's – I remember one day <clears throat> the reason I thought Blaine Gabbert couldn't play is because they were running uh, – they were running like, um, you know, like the old corner pivot swing, like three-man scout routes. And sure. he, he was so jumpy, and he was like missing like the pivot route, like just an easy one, two, three, four, five. And, you know, stretch the linebacker pivot routes. And I was like, wow, that's oh. not – you can't miss that one. I mean, I don't mind if you if you miss a couple of deep digs and stuff, but you can't miss the the four- to six-yard throws. And and I'm watching Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, what what can he complete? Like, what – the ball is fluttering out of his hands. It's it's like this – I'm you like, know. what the fuck is going on? You know about this, too, is, you know, obviously your release is so consistent – Right. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's been something that you've perfected over right. years. Yeah. Right. You know, like the high elbow and the rotation. Right. And the wrist fall through. When you watch Lawrence, his elbow's dropping. Okay. That, you know, wrist right. angle is all over the place. Everything's funky. He's got these long levers. It's bad, man. Yeah. It's, so. Well, I tell these young kids all the time. I mean, people; these kids think they're throwing the football, and they don't know what throwing the fucking football is. Because when I was 20-something, I thought I was throwing the football. And probably after about 500,000 pa- passes the last three years, my body is finally like, welcome to the apex of throwing a fucking football. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've entered this new dimension of like synchronization within my brain. And it's like, I, I understand he's still going through that, like all the other young draft picks, but there is another level of throwing the football, and you see people like Tom Brady have it. Like, when oh, you see yeah. Tom Brady throw, his body is, like, mechanically, it's like, zoom! You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, everything oh, yeah. is crisp. Zoom! Well, right. And, see, you know, here's the thing, too, is – Lawrence has played in a shotgun his entire life at Clemson. He wasn't asked to read much. Okay. It was, he's holding the ball out to fake to the back or to fake the fly sweep. And then he's, you know, throwing like a fade or a post or some shit. Right. But now he's got all these underneath linebackers who are flying to zones. They're as fast as the fucking corners and safeties are in college. Right. Right. So that means, like you just said, there's a premium then being placed on mechanics, on timing, on your release. 
Okay, not, right. you know, all that stuff. And I don't know if that can be fixed, man. I don't think it can be. Have you ever heard of a jackbacker? Oh, yeah. All right, so these guys, it got invented in the Arena Football League. They're called the Jack. And usually it's Mike, mm-hmm. um, Sam, Will. But they, they had created these new backers. They're jackbackers. And they pretty much, like Troy Polamalu, for instance, I know his safety, whatever, but he'd come down the jack. They pretty much, their whole job is to just feel out what they think's going to happen and fuck shit up. Yeah. And so, like, young quarterbacks in the NFL are dropping back, and they think they're seeing cover three, and they're like, okay, we got an MVP bomb coming. And then they don't realize that this jackbacker is playing flag football. And he's yeah. just, he knows that you think there's an MEB and he's waiting to fucking get your ass. And so that's what these young quarterbacks struggle with is they can't identify and find these jackbackers and they're picking their shit off underneath. Right. And that's a great point. Also, eye manipulation. Okay. Even right. on a three step. Like, so if he's in the shotgun and he knows right before the snap, he's like, okay, so the corner's sinking. There's a single high. I'm going to throw the curl right. Or I might be taking this flat route right. You right. can't just catch the snap and look there. Right. Right? It's, it's, right. it's like, you, okay, so you have to have some sort of nuance where you're flashing your eyes to the left as soon as you catch the snap. Right. Right? It's like, okay, left. Okay, now I'm setting up. Now I'm throwing it. But that holds that backer for that split second. Right, right, yeah. right. It's like, and he doesn't seem to understand that, man. It's like, how you even fuck? have to, dude. The NFL is so fucking fast nowadays. Derek Carr got picked off a screen pass the other day because you got to hold the eyes on the screen, too. I mean, it, oh, it's just yeah. it, it, that's what I'm trying to tell these. If young quarterbacks are listening, it, when you get to the older levels of quarterbacking, it's not so much how hard you can throw in all this. It's yeah. what it's can you control your eye sockets. Oh. 100%. Can you throw with peripheral? Can you throw with a scuba mask on? Can I see a reef shark in the corner of my eyes while I'm looking at the snapper? Right. And, exactly. And, um, well, what do you think about his response uh, before and after the Urban Meyer firing? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not blaming him for saying anything. I, I mean, I thought it was weird the though. Media is, the media is forcing all these quarterbacks to say stuff, right? It's and fucked up. It's a problem. Some are better than others, obviously, at, at, you know, talking. So he's, he's not a great, you know, talker, it seems like. But, but you know, he, it seems like he's getting better at it. He's becoming more comfortable. But, he, you know, yeah, he, he said – what did he say about Urban again? That, that I just thought it was weird. He just said, like, now it brings some clarity. Look, I know you're not a big Urban fan. I am a big Urban fan. And, and I've gone back and forth, yeah. The thing about Urban is that, and you brought this point up well, is he's he likes to he wants to create a culture, a cult really, and he yeah. wants to be the dictator. The first part of culture is cult, and so he's used to, you know, BDN, Jack Welsh, vertical management, nineteen nineties. Everyone reports to me, fucking, you're fired, you're hired. President Trump, authoritarian, alt-right, white nationalist, fucking oh, yeah. coach. And the NFL's evolving, right? All the players have black squares on their Instagrams now. It's a different world. And I think it's a problem for him. But but the thing that just that made me upset a little bit with Trevor was essentially when you uh, – the quarterback is the um, – they're the manager of the team that's in the locker room. So the head coach is like the vice president, right? They're like the – 
they're like the uh, the big boss that comes in and does the rounds and stuff. But then they yeah. have these managers. They have the coaches who are position coaches. But the quarterback is like the quarterback is like the guy who builds the culture for you in the locker room. Exactly. And so when he kind of said, you know, now the clarity and this and that, and he seemed happy that Urban was gone. I'm sure yeah. Urban was like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I drafted oh, yeah. you in the first round. Are you going to win a fucking game, Sunshine? Exactly. You little fucking gay cocksucker. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he was saying shit like that to him. Well, see, well, no, yeah. And that's a great point because I was thinking about this. I don't think Urban liked him from the jump. I don't think so either. I don't think he liked him at all. Like, I don't either, dude, at all. I don't think I think he rubbed the wrong way when Trevor said that football's not my life comment in the draft. Of course, of course. And then Urban would say for weeks, he's like, we have to select the right quarterback or else this is going to be a huge error, right? And right. well, ultimately it was, but everybody's still like, well, that's not Trevor Lawrence's fault. It's these other things. It's like, well, it kind of is because he's reactionary. He's, he's a bit too reactionary. And like you said, the quarterback sets the culture in the locker room for the team, how everybody feels moving forward. And if you're too react and when you speak to the media, that's a huge opportunity to influence. Because oh, I rolled it. out of bed and I right? found out on Google that he was fired. I was, I was like Googling it. Like, I'm like, Marissa, the coach fuck, is fired. Bro? Yeah, he's, he's just <laughs> a fucking dog. In the and his wife, Marissa, isn't helping him. She's on Instagram, like posting Christmas exactly, tree pictures with yeah. champagne bottles and shit. Well, yeah. And, and then like. I want to say like the weekend after the draft or some shit, he, you know, he, he, uh, you know, had his wedding then or, or something like the weekend after the draft, bro, this is, and it, I've been trying to prove this point. It's like, I, I just really, I'm trying to like, I'm thinking about throw I'm thinking about what I want it to be. Yeah. Um, I have this whole musical side I'm working on, but I, but when I'm thinking about what it wants, I have so many people who just all they want to hear come out of my mouth is football stuff. And, and it, yeah. it's, to me, I, I'm so narcissistic. I only like talking about myself, but I, I do like to tell stories about other players, but I'm starting to think about history and football and what it means. And I'm and I'm bringing up like how Dan Marino threw 17 touchdowns and 23 picks his senior year at Pitt. I mean, he enters the transfer portal in 2021, hey, and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Joe Namath. He he has 173 picks, 200 or, or 173 touchdowns, 220 interceptions. That's not even like that's like not even like Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jeff Garcia good. And and I'm sitting here thinking about like how, what what is the disconnect? How in 2021? Does Dwayne Haskins get drafted the Redskins and then he's cut after a year and Trevor's not playing good, nine touchdowns, 14 picks, went like eight games with one touchdown pass. And what does it all mean? Troy Aikman starting one in 15, almost yeah. getting benched for Steve Walsh. Like what is going to happen to this position? I Are we going to lose like Hall of Fame quarterbacks because of reactionary gosh. social media? God, that's un yeah, that's absolutely unreal. I I think it's you know, it's already happening. Now, are we losing Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Who fucking knows? But even the Haskins point that you said, Ron Rivera came in last year. Okay, so that was right. Haskins' second year. 
obviously things did not mesh. Right. But I think it's these head coaches who aren't experienced or aren't seasoned with nurturing young quarterbacks. They end up making these hasty, well, they end up making these perhaps hasty decisions on. Well, I, I think the coaches want adult men and what they're getting are these new Gen Z 20 year olds oh, that see. grew up on YouTube kids. I see what you're saying. Like, don't you I, think oh Ron Rivera, God. when he, when Ron Rivera went to meet with Dwayne Haskins the first time, he was hoping that fucking Doug Williams walked in the room. Like a fifty, yeah. like a fifty-year-old Doug Williams in a fucking suit, and I bet Dwayne Haskins walked in in some sweats. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I think, and I dealt with it when I was at Nebraska with Bill Callahan. Is they want to treat you like you're like you're already Peyton Manning ten years in, and you're in the phase I where you're see. like, Coach, I don't even know my body's genetics right now. I just got, I'm just starting to get the best boners of my life. Like, I'm yeah. just starting to get big muscles and shit. Like, I'm just starting to, like, feel real manpower and passion. Right. And, like, so there's this maturation phase that I think these coaches are trying to expedite, and you cannot expedite oh, nature. Right. Oh, my God. That's a great point, man. That's a great, yeah, it's, I mean, it's true. I mean, I can just... You know, They're fucking a lot of people up, dude. It's weird. They are, man. And and is it you know like the pressure from the owners, or is it the coaches just stressed as fuck? See, I think it's the pressure it's, from Twitter. Well, that too. I think it's the coaches fantasy not football. Really, I think it's the coaches not understanding <clears throat> what the process is, and right. they just think the quarterback you can plug somebody in and he's going to act like a 12-year vet, and he's going to make like Taylor decisions Heineke. on and off the field. Exactly. Yes. They keep trying Perfect to push case. him down our throats. Every oh, time I I'm watch so him play, dude. they're like, he, he loves Brett Favre, which, which I used to love Brett Favre growing up, and I'm telling Bro. you kids right now, you need to delete Brett Favre from your brain. You do not want to grow up to be Brett Favre. Okay, you want to grow up to be Peyton Manning. You want to grow up to be Tom Brady or Drew Brees. That's who you want to grow up to. Yes. Be. Get yes. the Brett Favre out of your fucking system. Brett it's Favre, hard, yeah, it's a joke. Throw God and Brett Favre aren't like normal. Okay, they're like anomalies. Okay, they're I'm not, not even saying I'm at the park because I like yeah. Brett Favre so much. Right, right. <laughs> People trying to be Brett and you. <laughs> uh, that's oh. why I'm at the fucking park throwing because I like Brett Favre so much. Because the 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 get go quarterbacking, be a LinkedIn quarterback. Yeah. That's how you're gonna get to There's play all the fucking time. Yeah. Chase Daniels, okay. This kid is an average, nice guy, very nice guy, modest talent. He's played 15 very fucking years. Talent. Okay. Modest. He's thrown for a thousand yards. He's thrown a total of 12 touchdowns. He's probably made thirty exactly. million fucking dollars. Exactly. Shut your fucking mouth. Be an adult male. Get a job. Wear a tie. Say yes, sir, no, sir, and fucking go to work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, what what yeah. are the what are the 49ers doing? Are they hiding Trey Lance? Well, well, now see, you know, I I was thinking about this the other day. How um, with. Jimmy G, now he hurt his hand. Obviously, he's out for the rest of the year. With Wentz, 
has COVID, he's out for this week. It's like all these coaches, all these teams preach every single day, you got to do this right. But then the season comes down to this, like, you know, one week, you know. But Lance, I don't think he's ready to play just yet. Um, Jimmy G just got cleared. He said he's going to fucking Brett Favre popsicle stick his thumb and play. Are you serious? Wow. Bro, Jimmy, dude, I'm not a huge Jimmy G fan, but he does anal with Kiara Mia, and he does have a little fucking swagger. He does. Unfortunately, he has a D3 body, but he definitely, if he had a better body, he might be a better quarterback. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably almost 6'2". But he's he's got got little bones. Yeah, yeah, he's got small bones, um, but... I mean, he's impressed me this year, though, too, because I basically wrote the kid off entering yeah. the year. I'm like, dude, he's he's fucking done. But he responded, man. Like, he had some, he had yeah, some hard moments toughness. early this year, and, and he fucking responded. And so he hasn't been a little bitch about it. You haven't heard exactly. him crying in the media. No, he, he, hasn't said, shit, no. he hasn't said any spiteful or hateful things. No. He hasn't forced any fucking hands or anything. It's no, weird. No. And then, dude, and honestly, I got to say this, too. I don't think that John Lynch purposely liked a tweet saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad quarterback. I just don't see John Lynch purposely doing that. He's no. not that guy. Plus, you? I think he – I'm pretty sure it actually was a mistake. I can I see him so. being like that, like just, you know, fucking doze it off. Like, oh. John Lynch, blue collar. I just watched his football life, dude. He was like a psycho quarterback at Stanford, turned into a safety right, by Bill Walsh. Yeah, that's right. His wife would write handwritten letters about how she loves him, and he's a great – and he would read all – I mean, it was just a great story, dude. Wow. I just – dude, this is the thing, dude. This is the other thing, dude, that that, that – that I, I, I didn't like here towards a little things I was getting into with throw God is I'm not out here to hurt, to say players are bad because they're, they're putting their lives on the line. Right. These are some of the baddest yeah. motherfuckers on the planet. Do I think there's some funny fucking variables and things to think about with them? Absolutely. Yes. But do not get it confused. These are the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Oh, yeah. So... Don't get it confused. I'm just making fun of the situation, etc. Yeah. But I watch things like a football life with John Lynch, and I watch these things, dude. My wife will go to bed. <laughs> I'm having cocktails, dude. I'm up till oh, midnight watching a fucking like, watching yeah. Peyton's places how to be a quarterback, and I'm like, I'm watching it like I'm fucking 13 again. I, <laughs> I love this oh. shit. Yeah. Don't Same you? Here, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know what? Honestly, I remember watching a football life John Madden this last summer. Right. And, and I was just like, wow. Oh, I watched them all, dude. Legend. Yeah. Dude, I, my, one of my favorite ones is the fucking, the 19, I think it's the 1986 Cleveland Browns, Bill Belichick. Oh. And he's got fucking all the all these coaches that are family saving and everybody's yeah. like the little peons and shit yep. <laughs> i uh, mean dude there's some real history out there that's is. fucking I amazing i remember watching uh the 94 wild card game it was the patriots with drew bledsoe against the browns last game ever at cleveland stadium you know coach was belichick uh, i think maybe kozar was their quarterback but yeah like you said the staff was just riddled with like you know, like household names. 
All of them, dude. Every dude, Saban was like his little fucking cute, was his little Gus Malzahn fucking cue card, yeah, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> dude, it's crazy, but I don't know what's going to happen with Trey Lance. I, maybe the 49ers are super smart. I, what's your what's your opinion on this? I think that Kyle Shanahan is a little is is a little bit marketed, a little bit fraud. I'm kind of getting over this whole like he's serious face. Fucking I never smile or anything. I'm the smartest offensive mind in the history of the world. Like because my dad, Mike. Well, that's found it, yeah. a way to get Elway to win a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. is he a good coach or no? He's a good coach, but I, I, I think, uh, well, if you remember, Mike, his father had the same expressions as Kyle. Just you know, right. always just serious. I think he's a good coach. I think uh, he showed a lot this year. You know, I think to you know have this team in. He showed like you a know, lot of speed sweeps still. to Debo Samuel. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a mixed bag with them. It's, right. It's, it's like, so, so you don't really know. It's like, is he this guy or is, was it luck in 2016 because Matt Ryan just was on fire and he had Julio Jones and he had other, you know. Well, then he lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl too. All you know. these guys. Yeah. And it's like, in these moments, it's like, well, you haven't really came through in huge moments. Why so. wouldn't he let Brady go to the 49ers? Do you think he was scared of Brady? Yeah. Because uh, I mean, honestly, yeah. I, it's a, dude, it's a different deal. Like Sean Payton managed Drew Brees. Mike Holmgren managed Brett Favre. Belichick right, managed right. Brady. That's another level when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback because yeah. he, he can kind of tell you to fuck off. That's that's a great point, isn't it? You know, it would be interesting to see how bad Brady actually wanted to go there. You know, yeah. after he met with him, and if he was interested at first, and then after meeting with him, he's just like, eh, "Yeah, I'm not sure about this." Yeah, that's what well, I think happened. But. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody thought Brady was going to go on the run. He's going to go on where he wins, you know, two or three Super Bowls with the Bucks. I, yeah. you know, I. I don't know though. Brady and the Bucks are looking kind of weird now. I I don't yeah, know what's going on with him. Like, he's doing too many podcasts. He's he's like Brady's like. I think I think he's falling for the traps that Belichick told him about his whole career. Like like don't go on Twitter. Like Kobe Bryant died a year after he started tweeting. I'm not saying obviously the helicopter crash, but. Right. Uh, I don't know. Brady is he's he's opening himself up a little too much and and he's kind of he's playing great, but I don't know what it's doing. Why did he release a fucking man in the arena while he's still playing? You can't tell a real story while you're still playing. I think he's just buying into like, you know, his reality, you know, of all the Super Bowls of what happened last year. He's just like, dude, this this shit's crazy. It is too good to be true. But as for the Bucks, they're not they're not going back this year. Uh, that's what I'm playoffs. starting to think, but yeah. I, I don't know for sure. So that's not a that's not a fucking throw god prediction, but they're weird to me. I kind of have a feeling that the Packers might might come through this year. You know, it's it's not gonna he be another to. NFC title game loss because Rodgers has legit, if you really think about it, he's 
lost about the last four to five NFC championship games that he's been in. Like, it's been like four straight losses. He gets like weird, that. though. Well, it's yeah, like, he, dude, his mechanics up, like, flare up or something when he I gets, know. like, like he did it against the Seahawks. It was, like, Fuck. 18 to 9 or something. Like, exactly. he, gets, he gets, like, he starts, like, scrambling or something in the playoffs and, like, trying to, like, I don't know what it is, but he, his mechanics flare up bad in the playoffs. They really do. And they should have won that game against the Seahawks. Um, maybe it was do you think Matt LaFleur even coaches him? Um, I think he does. I think LaFleur – well, actually, that's an interesting point because apparently it's Paul Hackett Jr., the offensive coordinator, who's the mastermind. But this is a, this really is a trick. Him. Let me t- – I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to tell you, everyone yeah. listening, this is a trick, okay? Don't get a senior-level person to coach a Hall of Fame-level manager – Get a younger person to coach him because then the, the Hall of Fame quarterback still feels the power because the person's younger. And then the, per, the younger person, when he makes a mistake and says stupid things, he says them from a young man's perspective. So it's not insulting, but the message still gets through. So that's probably what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Yeah. They have a great relationship, it seems like. You know, he has nothing but great things to say about LaFleur and vice versa. I always laugh when I, I always laugh when I think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like uh, the the coaches, he has all of Peyton Manning's coaches from the Colts. Yeah, he really Clyde Christensen and all these guys. But 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 the reason I bring that up is there's a there's only a certain few pods in the NFL, and they travel in packs together. Hyde Howard Mudd and Clyde Christensen and Tom Moore and Bruce Arians, and they get and if they get a Hall of Fame quarterback, they know how to make them good, and that's what they did with Andrew Luck. Like when he first got drafted yeah. to the Colts, he had that Peyton Manning nucleus. Yeah, no, they they have a great ability at simplifying sort of the complex so like you know whether it relates to offensive line play whether it relates to route running what sort of concepts are you running all these things that a lot of coaches just to be honest they don't really understand so they try to have like 18 you know things to like okay we're gonna do this and this but they're so experienced and they know, like you said, they know how to handle these guys and to make them look Dude, good. So, I, I'm a true freshman in Nebraska, and Callahan has me memorizing 173 God. plays. What the fuck? 173 is- fucking plays. And you know the other thing that pisses me off, too, not to make this a vending session, Quinn Ewers just got like $5 million to go to Texas. Did you know this? <laughs> they, no. No, they, Texas boosters through NIL <clears> – <throat> They, what I've read is they paid him almost $4 million. He was a fish-string quarterback at Ohio State. I beat Kansas State as a true freshman, just FYI. I didn't yeah, get one fucking goddamn cent. And so, not a venting session, but that I, I had to get that in this podcast. What do you think mm-hmm. about bullshit like that? Well, I haven't been keeping up on it. because Dude, I, I had I, people at the Elite 11 that told me that Quinn Ewers was not good at all. <laughs> like, literally – direct word of mouth from the counselors i said so how's this quinn ewers kid and they were like he just acts like he doesn't care all the time like and and then the clay this cubanic guy who's going to clemson he won the mvp and Mm -hmm. stuff and then they said this to me which i laughed at they said and by the way 
um, everyone at the Elite 11 keeps asking for Throw God's phone number. And I started laughing. And then they told me, they said, uh, they said, and Quinn Ewers asked me to tell you to please stop making fun of him. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. But anyways, I, I just a short side note, but he got $5 million to go to fucking Texas. $5 million, and that's his mindset? Like, right? It's like, dude, he's, he's not going to end up in the NFL. I mean, and, you know, if he does. He might. Be, you never know. I mean, he might. But it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Mentally, even at, like, you know, even at that age, as a freshman, sophomore, if you got to be stronger than that. I don't care yeah. if you're. Well, why would you go to Ohio generation. State when you grew up in Texas? Dude, I, yeah. I hate to tell people this, but Texas doesn't give a fuck about COVID. There's no restrictions. There's no masks. There's no nothing. Okay. So I don't know why these kids would leave. And why is Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? That, that's weird. That right? was so strange. I mean, you know, obviously the money, but it was, I mean, L.A. So there is some, some pull, but, uh, you know, I heard that they're – that their quarterback from this past year, Slovis kid, who we've talked He's leaving. about before, yeah, he he immediately was like, "Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna transfer to Pitt." So he's he's on his way out east. Do you know so. USC has only had two black quarterbacks in the last fifty years? <laughs> one of them's obviously Rodney P, but who's the other one? No one. I don't even know his name. He would. He didn't okay. even. He didn't even start. He was just like on the roster. Oh, okay. So the epicenter of Black Lives Matter, diversity, go green, liberal Hollywood, you know, that's why they brought Lincoln Riley to USC was so that he could bring them a black quarterback. I'm not trying to be racist, but Lincoln Riley is famous for starting African-American quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it'll I think I remember who you're talking about, like like the backup one that they that's why i think he went to usc to be honest with you and so i think it's hilarious too that that lincoln riley this guy has he has kyler murray transfer in with with bob stoops and and baker mayfield transfer in and then he gets a fucking pacific blue mall cop jalen hurts to transfer in mr clean gold earrings right dog fucking michael jordan quarterback he gets these three quarters all right dude Two of them win Heisman's, no national titles. The first quarterback he recruits, Spencer Rattler, five-star Spencer Rattler, 500 pictures of him looking at his feet on fucking Instagram. He benches them after he led them to the Sugar Bowl. I don't even like Spencer Rattler. But if you're Spencer Rattler's dad, you're like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, yeah. And and it's just, it's Lincoln Shell. Like, you know, he's going to do whatever he wants. He's going to make these rash, you know, quarterback switches and, and, and stuff. I, you know, I just think he's – I'm not sure how it's going to end up for him. USC is not good. I mean, I don't care what, no. what they market. They haven't been good in a long time. No, no, they <laughs> haven't. And, and it's not a program – even though they created the illusion that it was with Pete Carroll, with Sanchez, with, you know, Brian, um, you know, Brian Cushing, Carson Palmer, all the stud players that they have. Think right. about all the stud guys that they had from say 2003, four yeah. on into 2011, even 12. Right. But 
that was not normal for that program. And it, they like, sucked before that. No, they don't have a lot of natural advantages like a lot of these other top F, you know, FBS right. schools do. So, like you said, it's not going to be easy to get back up there. Do you do you have a few more minutes? I know we're at five. Do you have like? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. So, I'm thinking about Lincoln Riley, and I'm thinking about why he left Oklahoma, which which was weird because Oklahoma. I'm sorry, it was disrespectful to me because Bob Stoops was there for. 18 something years and he actually won a national title and he beat a powerhouse program Bobby Bowden Florida State and he actually contributed and left a legacy and I think that when Bob Stoops retired he thought Lincoln Riley was going to do the same but Lincoln Riley turns out to be this kind of social climber Cliff King dude it's like Cliff Kingsbury with the Cardinals okay so Urban Meyer fails with the Jaguars everyone's pounding on him I don't care what anyone says in college football. Urban Meyer is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the fucking world. Let's put that up. Okay. In college football, Cliff Kingsbury couldn't win a fucking game at Texas tech. And then now he's doing what he famously does in the back half of every NFL season is he loses games with the Cardinals. So I'm what I'm getting. My question to you, the NFL expert here is, is the future of coaching these frauds, these Lincoln Rileys, these Mike Leeches, these Cliff Kingsburys, they score you 50 points and you lose 54 to 52. But it was fun. Yeah. And, and then you have a meltdown all December. Yeah. After, right. A, you know, like a hot start. Is Kyler I, Murray good? He, he is good. I think, but it's, it's like you said, it's the same thing that happened last year. He's breaking down at the end of the year. He's too little. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's five, nine and change and he's breaking down. He's, he's tough as nails, but he's only that big. So ultimately you're going to break down. Do you think there's such thing as a Twitter quarterback? Like, like maybe these NFL teams are like, dude, I don't even care if you have a good season. I want you to go viral all season. When I think of Kyler Murray, I think of Hale Murray. I think of some of these crazy runs and jukes. He goes viral on Twitter, but there's no like substance. There's no like, there's no like non-social media, like blue collar fucking lunch pail with a pack of cigarettes substance. Like he's just a quarterback that goes viral. Oh, he, he is, but I think he also has some of those workmanlike traits in him, though. Like, even though he is flashy, he, I think he has that in him. I just think Cliff, sort of to your point, he doesn't have a lot of experience winning you right. know, for a long period of That's time. That's a great point. You just for nailed it. For a long it. period of time. So it's like when they lose a game or two, it snowballs, okay? And then – you know, all of a sudden it's week 16 and it's snowballing again. So it's, I mean, if they, you know, if they end up making a run in the playoffs, I'll be surprised. Um, but if they end up flaming out again. Who's winning the Rams? Quo. Oh, yes. They came up here to Minnesota last Sunday. I saw and, it. And they stomped the Vikings and Stafford played not very well. Okay, three picks, three picks, but the Rams defense is so active and, yeah. and they came to play. And as you know, that travels in the postseason. Odell so Beckham is actually, trend. dude, Odell, dude, I, 
I hate, I don't like Baker Mayfield. So I don't know if you do or not. I don't think we ever talked about it. I think he's, I think he's again, one of these quarterbacks who thinks it's like cool to dance. And he's like finding out like, this is a real job now. Like I, I actually like, I'm getting written up for not doing a good job. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to have to tell my wife, I have to apply for unemployment. It's backed up. We're not going to get paid. I'm going to drive for fucking Uber. Like, I think he's like starting to come to that reality. And so to your point with the Rams, like in Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham is catching a touchdown per game now. So what did Odell Beckham win the Baker Mayfield argument? I don't think so yet because he's been okay. really inconsistent up until last week. Um, right. He, he made a few splash plays last week. Does Matt I Stafford think, like him? I, you know, I think Stafford's trying to like him, right? Because I mean, he can only help the team. It'll be interesting to see how fast that relationship progresses in the playoffs. Now. Do you think Stafford because, manages him like Aikman used to manage Michael well, Irvin? Like, do you think perfect, like do you, I don't think Baker knew how to manage uh, Odell. Do you think Stafford looks at Odell and says, I, "You better run that at twelve, or I'm going to fucking kill you"? I don't think he says that because you you've met Stafford too. He's he's a very affable kid. Yeah, he but, is. But. He's experienced with handling, like you said. Vets. Right. So he has experience handling them. So I think Odell respects that. Yeah. I I think they're trying to work. And he's got the arm talent. Yeah. And he's got the arm, right? Stafford doesn't have to say a lot because he's got a fucking big old gun on him. Yeah. I'm just kind of concerned about, like, he he wasn't making the best decisions this this last week. The Rams should have lost that game. Bro, his senior year at Georgia, he beat Georgia Tech in, like, a shootout, but he threw, like, five touchdowns and, like, four picks or something. Like, he's always, like, he's always had this fucking, like, uh, proclivity to throw, like, like, dumbass intercepts. Like, I think every great quarterback has that. I I hate to tell people this because they're obsessed with stats, but if you throughout Hall of Fame, if you have a big monster arm like a Marina or whatever, like sometimes yeah. you just throw the ball and you know it probably is going to get picked. But you're like, if they catch it, I'm gonna, it's going to be a badass throw. <laughs> yeah. And so you just try it. You think that's what he has? Uh, yeah, I think it is. But I, I also think you know at times he makes bad, like underneath decisions yeah like they're short like like flicker drive and shit yeah it's like just these questionable throws at times like bro what do you think of cooper cup with like fucking 1700 yards well it's it's about 45 percent system i think because i mean sean mcveigh in terms of scheming him open yeah, it's unbelievable. But but I mean, he's he's making plays out there. He's yeah, but it's so uh, funny. It's so funny how like some of the best NFL wide receivers are these John Stockton, Utah Jazz motherfuckers. And Wes, what dude? Honestly, I'm not saying Wes yeah. Welker should go to the Hall of Fame because you know Ed McCaffrey and Blitnikoff and the people who came before him. But he yeah. reinvented this whole like small soccer player slot receiver bullshit. Yeah, yeah, he he really did. And speaking of another slot receiver who is playing really well, uh, the guy on the Raiders, I'm Hunter Renfro. Sure. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, man, dude, he's a wizard. 
God, he's, he's got, so he's smart, isn't he? And I, I guarantee he wears white socks up to his knees like he's oh, just a man. dork. He's like 5'9", dude. Yeah, he's little like, guy. Yeah, and, and he's just balling out, and, you know. So, so that was one thing that John Gruden got right out there was uh, drafting him because he, he fucking knew what he was looking at. So, What do you think about John Gruden getting canned? Do you think it's uh, – <sighs> What do you think? I mean, real quick. I know. I know yeah. you're not as uh, you're not as into ex- expletives as me. Well, but well, what do you his, think? Uh, so, so, so Jay Gruden's kid, one of his kids. Jay Gruden's disappeared, been, by the way. I've been talking to one of his kids on on my uh, personal Instagram. Yeah, I think it's either Jack or Joey Gruden or something. Yeah. So you know, I've been, but John, I, I think it was a hit job, obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he'll be back, but who knows, bro. John Gruden is John Madden on cocaine. Yeah, he is, isn't he? (laughs) What part of John Madden's body do you think John Gruden would reach in and eat? Yeah, probably. His liver. Probably one of the fingers. (laughs) Just munch it. Hey, man, let me... uh... Crap one of these fingers, man. Hey. Where's uh where's third round draft pick out of Wisconsin, Russell Wilson? What team's he playing for next year? Whatever uh, team his wife tells him to play for. He's been falling off a fucking cliff. I of mean, course he's falling off a cliff, dude. Wise. Dude, he, honestly, and it has nothing to do with his ability, it has to do with his wife. Yeah, I mean, but I I think it also has to do with his ability. You know what? A really funny, quick story about this. When the Seahawks came here earlier this September, it was like week three, maybe. Yeah. I kid you not, bro. I was walking, you know, because I live like a couple blocks from the, you know, from the stadium. It was Saturday. So the team had just flown in. And and I swear to God, like I fucking saw his wife at like this patio. And like, I was wearing like a fucking Urban Meyer Jag shirt. She's like, Ooh, Jags fan, let's chat. I'm like, hold up, is that uh Oh, like you're saying <laughs> he wanted to go there or something? Yeah, I'm like, bro, for real, bro. <laughs> I don't know why Urban Meyer didn't get Deshaun Watson or didn't go get Urban Meyer likes quarterbacks that are dual threats. Like, why didn't why didn't yeah. he just go get Deshaun Watson? He wanted go- to. I th- <clears throat> I think he did. I I think he tried to too. You know, I think that's a big, big mistake. And then, so here we go. We're going to go, we're going to go for, for about five or 10 more minutes here. I want to ask you four more questions about Kirk Cousins. I, over the, traditionally, I'm not a guy who likes a Kirk Cousins type quarterback, but who's better, Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan? <clears throat> um, right now, Kirk Cousins, because as for Matt Ryan, he's, he's shot physically. He, he, he can't do anything anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, you think that's but, why the Patriots didn't go get him last year? Yeah, I would. I'd say so. But as for Cousins, it's interesting because, like you said earlier, about how the quarterback can sort of control the pulse of the entire right. city, and like it's the exact opposite up here. Like for like the past month, like everybody is just so like so down on him and just. Yeah. Like, so, like, just flat and, like, apathetic. But he's going to drop it's another 35 crazy. and 10 season. <laughs> yeah. 
Is it, is it that's what his stats are? Isn't he heading for like another Something thirty-five like touchdowns, yeah. ten picks, four thousand oh, yard season? One hundred percent. He's he's had a great year statistically. I'm posting I'm posting stats of Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman had like one year where he had more touchdowns than picks. This guy's going thirty-five yeah. and ten, but see, here's fifteen the, yeah. years in a row. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing about him though is he's played really well again for stretches. He's carried this team. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, he has, but it's just in these late season moments, he doesn't show up. How and good he, is he though? If he, if he plays on the Patriots, how good would Kirk Cousins do if he played for the Patriots? Uh, he, I, well, he'd probably be better than Mac Jones. He's like Mac, yeah. but I remember you I, didn't, I you didn't like Mac him. Jones. You did not like Mac Jones. And he's actually, I'm starting to get nervous because he's not playing good now. But yeah. in the, earlier in the season, I'm like, oh, I fucking won that one. Yeah. I'm fucking, yeah. yeah, dude. Now he's starting to wear and tear down because that's what happens to college kids. You know, they're yeah. used to bowl season going home for yeah. Christmas. So do you think he's done, Mac Jones? I don't think he's done at all. I no, but I'm saying like this year, like, do you think he's cashed out? He's like, fuck, dude, I need to go home and see mom and eat some cookies. I think he is cashed out, but I don't know. I mean, they've got two weeks left to try to win a couple games and then the playoffs. I think if they make the playoffs, it'll be one and done, though. If Belich- if they went to the Super Bowl and played the Bucks, and Belichick beats Tom Brady with Mac Jones, does Belichick get to oh, swallow Brady's soul? What would Brady do after that game, bro? What would happen, see- though, for real? Does he get to own his soul like it's Highlander and like cut his head off with a sword and stuff, or what? No, no, Brady would would not be having that, but but he would flip the f out if that happened. Like you think domestic he'd violence like, and shit? Oh, he'd be tearing up something, bro. Like, let me ask you this: flying what's off your, the handle. What's your thoughts on these? Um, I always had a theory that to be a great NFL quarterback, you have to be some kind of Republican something or not. I'm actually turning yeah. liberal and Democrat day by day. I support stimulus checks. I support child tax credit checks. I actually um, am, am, I, I don't know if it's because I'm about to be 35 that empathy and compassion. I'm, I'm finally oh, wow. transitioning from sociopath yeah. to human being. Yeah. So this is great stuff for me. Great progress. Wow. But I'm, te- but I'm asking you this, what do you think about like Carson Wentz, who by the way, has played a hell of a season. Yes. It's weird. I'm not a Carson Wentz fan, but. I don't know, Philly and the Colts and Frank Reich, and I'm just watching yeah. he's competitive. Yeah, he's he's been playing really well October and November. It okay. helps he's, that they have their next Edgar and James. Oh, yeah. They, they're they've running got back. arguably the best running back in the entire league, and they've got Frank Reich, who is basically an older human form of Carson Wentz. Okay? Right. Like, they're right. like the same person. So – it took that sort of, I guess you could call it, a divine yeah. intervention right. to have them reunited to yeah. see this through. But he has COVID right now, and there was chatter about. But that's what I want to ask you, Philip Rivers. For fuck, him. fuck Philip Rivers. He's done. He's not going to do anything. Philip Rivers been a front runner his whole life. He's he's good <laughs> quarterback. He's Hall yeah. of Fame, whatever. But he's a front runner. He's not a guy who takes serious. Oh, dude, let me ask you this. 
alt-right or fucking fuck alt-right the vaccination piece what do you think about like josh allen not vaccinated kirk cousins what do you think about carson wentz like do you, and covid is exploding in the nfl do you think yeah. this is a huge problem that we're about to see like is is literally are like the bucks gonna get to the super bowl and like tom brady gets covid the night before like what's about to happen yeah well i mean they've been they've been canceling all these college games right yeah, UCLA, NC State. So they might games. be canceling playoff games or they might be pulling no. out of the game. No, I think somebody they from the NFL be- called oh, the CDC. I think did they just shortened the quarantine. I think somebody from yeah. the NFL called the CDC. Five days, yeah. Yeah. I, but, I, yeah. But what do you think, though? Do you think that Carson Wentz isn't a leader because he didn't get vaxxed and, he, and he's a fucking running a franchise? Like, no, and he, now I he put his team in jeopardy? Like, yeah. what do you think's happening? No, I don't think that at all because you can catch this not, you know, you don't have to be doing anything wrong. You can catch this randomly. Okay. So, right. because, and if you're vaccinated, they, there was a recent study where, where there was a pool of 100 people um, who were vaccinated and 60 of them received Omicron, okay? Yeah. The majority of them had either no symptoms or moderate to right. symptoms. But being vaccinated is just, you know, like sort of like a social... You it's know, crazy, flaw. right? It's, it, it, yeah, so I don't... Hi, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. By the way, my name's Harrison. <laughs> it's like that's the way society is now. It's a fucking issue. I don't think it's a fucking big deal at all. And no, I actually think I, it's no, I don't either. All right. No. Do you think Baker Mayfield's good or you think he's done in Cleveland? So I I saw this past performance at Lambeau. He threw four picks. I think he's injured. Um, maybe not injured, but he's hurt. So he has a brace on his left shoulder that's apparently limiting his overall accuracy but i you know i don't know how he can respond from this momentum that has seen his season just dip so i want to get i don't I think wanna, he's back there man I, I i don't think so i think he's in trouble i think this is the big lesson that we all have to learn is it's okay to be throw god on the internet and you say yeah. crazy shit for clicks and likes and go viral but when you admit too much emotion at quarterback then it makes it easier for people to tell when you're down and sad and frustrated. And that's why you see people like Tom Brady say no comment and remain neutral because Baker Mayfield emits too much energy. And so, and so when it comes to the tough times, he looks like a sad little puppy dog and you can tell right away. Cause you're like, why aren't you biting into a beer in an Indians game, Baker? It's cause you fucking sad. So stop being so cagey and fucking nuts if you're going to be an NFL quarterback, you just got to be a fucking retard like Justin Herbert. Justin Justin Herbert doesn't say anything. Have you ever heard Matt Stafford no, say, he didn't say anything? Can, no. Can you think of a press conference that Matt Stafford has said anything that's made a headline? No. Uh, no, no, never. So my question <laughs> then becomes as a head coach or as an offensive coordinator who's had experience with guys like Brett Favre, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, and I'm talking about the Browns head coach, right? Yeah. Why isn't he like he should be attempting to modify Mayfield's behavior weekly? Like, hey man, this is how these other guys acted. This right. This is how they talked to the you know, this is how they talked to the media, man. 
Like, I'm he's like tweeting about COVID protocols and shit. It's like, shut the yeah. fuck up. Or, right. Or maybe it's they've already made up their mind and they're like, well, it's a Go lost ahead. cause because we don't even care. Hang yourself, we're gonna have a new quarterback. Yeah, yeah. right. Could like, be. So. All right, all right. Let me think. I just want to go real quick. Does Lamar Jackson have some weird like Crohn's disease? Like, what have you ever noticed? He's starting to like every season. He's missing like oh, yeah, two weeks of practice or three games. Yeah, he's had like, COVID like four times now. Like, you're just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, and he's been out for multiple weeks now. Apparently, he was at practice today, participated, but he was limping. There was a considerable limp. As but they're what? That's what happens when you no. run. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't I don't understand. Like, people call me racist. I'm like, it's not racist to tell a quarterback, you take five-step drop, you stand in the pocket, and you fucking throw it, or you do what Tom Brady does. You fall down. You don't want to get hit because you will die. It's a car accident. I know, man. <laughs> I know. Stop running around. Do you, dude, you know what's hilarious? I saw the Kurt Warner movie, Underdog, and his college coach, Kurt Warner in college, I guess, tried to roll out all the time. And his coach mm-hmm. benched him because he kept leaving the pocket. And he's like, Yeah, but, and he would throw a touchdown on the rollout. And his coach would be like, I don't care. I want to see you throw the touchdown from the pocket. And he's like, Fuck that and got all mad and stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, This is all I'm trying to tell people. Yeah. It's like if you want to win seven Super Bowls, you just take a three-step drop and get the ball out of your hands and run yeah, away right. from whoever's trying to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he had a hell of a September and October. He did. He was on a November. run for a minute. Yeah. And then after the Vikings game, it just kind of slowed down. And then Tyrone and Hunt. Well, yeah, oh. but Tyrone Huntley did decent too. I don't know. This Greg yeah, Roman did. guy is weird. It's like he comes oh, in God. and I, I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> He's obsessed with like Tyrod Taylor type, you know, quarterbacks. <laughs> I know. Six I know. feet, just, you know. All right. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to real quick, I need like 10, 15 second answers. We're going to go through this quarter. Sam Darnold, is he, what's the deal with him in Carolina with Cam Newton? Like, did they uh, well, fuck that up bad? Yeah. They, they fucked that up bad. I saw that coming. Um, Why would you bring Cam Newton back? <sighs> Yeah, that was such a. You want to fuck your ex girlfriend? You already know you're going to get chlamydia. Why would you bring him back? But it's like, why would you bring? Like, he had no experience with the system, right? It's like, like what? You know what compelled them to bring him back? And then Matt rules like I'm like Jay Z. It's like what the fuck? What? What was that about? Why did he say he that? He said that? Yeah, he said Matt Rule said it took Jay-Z 10 years to get popular. I'm like, you're a fucking five foot eight oh white guy. God. Shut up. Matt Rule and and their owner is is a little bit Yeah, Tepper. Uh, yeah. Weird so I, I mean I mean I think you know, I think Sam Darnold, they picked up his option for next year though. So yeah, but why would they bring Cam back. Newton in and like mess his confidence up? It's like that was just weird. I don't. I mean, I. All right. They had now, they had PJ Walker on their roster. It's like, are they gonna play him? No. Oh, they tried. All right, and then Davis Mills at the Texans. Is he their long term starter? Is he is he a guy they can build on? He's beat Justin Herbert, and he's beat yeah. he beat someone else that was good too. Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Yeah, so so Mills is uh, six three and change. All right, so big so ass he's your neck. Classic, he a huge neck. Okay, so he's your he's <laughs> your classic NFL style guy. 
Yeah. And, his, and the offensive coordinator is Pep Hamilton. You liked him at Stanford. I did like Mills. Yeah. So I, you know what? I think he's going to be the front runner heading into next year. They're yeah. going to probably have a new staff, but he's earned it this year because he's played. He was a little bit shaky at first, but he's really improved as of late. Is Jared Goff going to be with the Lions next year? Uh, you know, I think his contract will keep him there for next year, but he he might not be playing, or they'll try to trade him. At, it's a know, shame. I don't point. think he's the worst. I don't. I really. I still don't think he's the worst. I think if yeah. you put Jared Goff on like the New York Giants, they would win a couple of games. They would win more than. Is he? And, uh, I know they're bringing him back, Daniel Jones, Jones, but he sucks. God, Daniel Jones, I'm, I'm, I'm so lukewarm on him. Like at times, I think he's the problem, and then at other times, I'm like, well, he's surrounded by fools, so maybe it isn't all his fault. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, like an incomplete grade. Still, I will say this: grade. Urban Meyer did want Kadarius Tony, who played he the did. whole season, and Travis Etienne, yep. he didn't want, who tore his ACL. Who scores so. ACL in mini camp or, or, or something, training camp. Yep. Well, very good. And then uh, what else? Any other quarterbacks left? Any quarterbacks? In, uh, one last question, then we're going to get off here. And uh, who's your top – any top quarterbacks you see coming out in the draft this year? I, I'm really disappointed in how DJ Ugabadugi played at Clemson. I yeah. thought that was really disappointing. Do you like the kid from Pitt? Do you like uh-huh. – who do you like right now as your top quarterback? Yeah, so right now I haven't watched enough of them yet. I'll be doing that throughout the course of the next month or two. But the kid from Pitt is at the top of that list. And uh, some of the underclassmen like Sam Sorry. Howell yep. and the kid from OU, I don't think they're actually declaring so it makes the class a little bit weaker. Sam Howell so, played so, like shit. He looked like yeah, a lazy he fucking – he bad. looked like a lazy fuck, dude. He looked right. like he scratches his nuts and sniffs his fingers. Like he looks like a lazy gym fucking three-point shooter. It was weird. Well, right, but, but he, yeah, and there's some other issues surrounding that with the offensive system and stuff. But one other kid that, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware of this kid – his name's Carson Strong. I was just going to say that, Nevada. Out of Reno, yeah. He, they have him at number one. Somebody he has looks a, good, man. Is he good? Is he, what is he got, a big arm? He's got, I would say, if if you have like an A-plus yeah. arm or if Stafford has an A-plus arm, he's probably got an A-minus arm. I'm not trying to be a fucking faggot here, but I am telling you right now, I'm throwing the ball so fucking insane that I laugh after I throw really? it. Just I don't know what it. I'm telling you, the Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours yeah. outlier shit's real, folks. Do it. All right. Do you guys think Bo Nix? What do you think about Bo Nix going to Oregon? I think he's. I uh, he's going to Nicks. Oregon. Why is he Bo Nix? What is he doing? Why would you go to Oregon? <laughs> right. What? It makes no sense. Why would Spencer Rattler go to South Carolina? Do you know who their OC is? I do, but I just don't even care. It's like, why would you go to – you're going to get your fucking ass beat. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe – I don't know. I I think he just wants to play. And they're like, okay, you're going to play here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, good. Who do you think is going to win this CFP? Last question. Who's going to win the CFP? We got Michigan. 
Georgia. Kirby Smart really shit the bed with that fucking loss. He's got to he's got to either yeah. prove he's more. I actually would fire Kirby Smart and hire Urban Meyer to Georgia if he doesn't oh, win this fucking title. Great. That would be so so. He's great. already in Jacksonville. Fucking just yeah, hire him. Get that's rid of like he, half an hour from there, dude. Urban would win a natty with Georgia. I, Kirby Smart needs to either win, piss, or get off the pot, son. Well, they've had a hell of a run this season. Now uh-huh. they have a stable of three running backs. Georgia does. Like yeah, and three a NFL running backs. Um, so they're going to try to pound the rock against Michigan. But for some reason, I think Michigan's showing up. Okay. Harbaugh hasn't been in this situation for years. Okay. He, he sort of craves this, right? Michigan, so Alabama would be spotlight. a hell of a game. Do you, okay. So do you by chance know where the Michigan Georgia game is at? I don't. I, I, it's in, it'll be interesting to see if it's at the Superdome because if it is, and I don't know how the fuck I know this, but that's where Harbaugh lost the Super Bowl against the Ravens. So he's returning to that same stadium. It's like, the Orange Bowl. It's off. in Miami. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, then that doesn't matter. But, yeah, I, you know, I think Michigan's winning that game, bro. I think their freshman quarterback shows up. And also, I think Georgia's quarterback, Taylor Bennett, I think is his name or something. Yeah, walk he's, on, yeah. He's, Stetson. I don't – Oh, yeah, yeah, Taylor Bennett. That's the fucking... Lefty yeah, yeah, from Georgia, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to perform well under the lights for some reason. How, f- how JT Daniels is falling off the fucking map. Jesus dude. Christ. I know. Poor kid, he, dude. He didn't get $5 million like Quinn Ewers. Dude, somebody hand him a kidney from John Madden see if he gets fucking power bro. back. Gosh. <laughs> All he right. was playing earlier this year, too. But, and you think Alabama's just going to blow Cincinnati out? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah it's going to be bad. Do you think that Bryce Young kid's good? Very good. I, I think, I think he is, too. Tyler. He's got nice yeah. mechanics. Yeah. He does. He actually kind of reminds me of, like, Stafford a little bit, too. He's got a good like arm. A short Stafford or some shit. His OC is good, dude. His OC is Bill O'Brien. His line coach is Doug Marone. His head coach is Nick Saban. Dude, this motherfucker is already getting fucking professional NFL coaching. Oh, dude. I know, dude. That's, can you believe that's that's so that? Cool. Can you believe that Saban staff? <laughs> Doug Marone. No, no, Doug. no, no. That is cool, dude. Doug, Doug Marone, Marone Jesus. seems like a fucking. Dude. All right. Last question, dude. I'm thinking Georgia, Michigan would be a cool national title. Last question. Who is who is the head coach of the Jaguars next season? If I had to say right now, it's 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 gonna be Leftwich, Byron Leftwich. Oh my god. And you know he's gonna bring Blaine Gabbert so. back. He's gonna bring Blaine Gabbert back to teach the offense to Lawrence. They're gonna have yeah. three failed first round NFL draft picks leading their franchise. <laughs> How <laughs> bad is Leftwich. that, dude? Left, which, well, and and then he's going to be at the podium just like, you know, week after week, just like dumbfounded. Can he win like, a game without Brady? We're going to find out. God damn it. Ian Book looked bad, didn't he? Ian Book, Book looked bad. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about that, too. Yeah, so it's his first start. There's a lot of pressure, but but he did look 
the point you made earlier about how Sean Payton was just sort of like a facilitator to Drew Brees' offense. Right. It was very apparent with Ian Book and even at times with Simeon this year where Sean Payton is just like not really doing anything. He's like, like MIA. He's just like, he just like calling, you know, plays. But I'll go not, special. Like, yeah, he's like, hey, man. Why couldn't you hit it? What the fuck? Well, Drew hit it. Drew made four checks after that, and you made one, and it was the wrong side, and God now we're fucked. Like, yeah, I, I love, dude. And I last thing I want to say is, is yeah. I brought up Vinny Testaverde. It's like quarterbacks like him, like Trevor Simeon, you know, uh, Case Keenum. These are the guys that they're the glue that holds the NFL together because yeah. they always start two or three or four games a year for these various teams. They bounce around the league. It's like every quarterback wants to go be fucking the first round pick, Trevor Lawrence, and get their ass beat, and Trey Lance, and and fucking Zach Wilson and Mac Jones and the worst quarterback yeah. class in the history of the NFL produced by Gen Z fucking, but really you just want to be these guys. Cause you're going to get 10 million. You're yeah. going to play two or three games. Everyone's going to yeah. think you're good because stats don't matter because at the end of the day, throw God's going to have to Google your Wikipedia and he's going to have to find out that Jim Kelly only threw 227 touchdowns and 170 picks. Yeah. And that's, 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 and he went, and that's as good as fucking Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Exactly. I, know. I know, man. It's fucking crazy. All right. Well, you have a great day. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon.